you are listening to the podcast that's basically a book. Welcome to the Book Lickers. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and this is my co-host, Joel. And today is our Hunger of the Gods episode, which is the first sequel episode on the show. And most importantly, the return of Spurt. My boy Spurt. Always good for one Spurt. We got one good, good for one Spurt. Put it in his words. We'll see how it goes. But before we get into it, the bookleggers are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and even TikTok. We're most active on Instagram and TikTok, and we love making content on these platforms. We're rolling out clips from our episodes, small miniseries, and just general notifications about the show. So to stay informed with all things Booklayers, make sure you give us a like and a follow. Furthermore, the Booklayers are a podcast that uses Elite2. Elite2 is a podcast creation website that new and old podcasters can use to make the process of creating a show even easier. Elite2 cleans audio as it records it, allows for easier organization of your content library, and oh yeah, you can record multiple people from far with its call recording abilities, which is perfect for our long-distance podcast. Elite2 takes the process of hosting easier by directly feeding into Captivate. Feel free to click the link in our Facebook and Twitter to learn more. Wait, are we like legit sponsored? <laughs> yeah, we got the link, dog. <laughs> <sighs> oh, also we're, we're on Patreon, so please sign up. <laughs> give us, give us money, please. Sign up to the podcast. But before we start diving into this, what you drinking, Joel? <laughs> I am drinking. This is going to surprise you. I am drinking sweet baby Java which is an espresso bean-infused chocolate peanut butter porter Ooh. out of, I don't know if you know these guys, out of Duclaw Brewing Company? Does that ring a bell? They're in Baltimore. Duclaw. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> totally, never totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. Okay, okay. Shh, shh. It's crisp. What, 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 what are you like? drinking, buddy? What do you got going what, on? What's, what's it taste like? And it tastes like coffee and peanut butter. No, you can't go wrong with that. Mm-mm. Uh, well, I am drinking. Ooh, that four one. giants and a haze of destiny. Shut the fuck up. By Founders Brewing Company, and it's an imperial hazy IPA. It was brewed in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, the art is pretty fucking cool. I'll have to send you a picture. Yeah, I'm going to need a pic of that. Founders, assuming four you guys gi- listen to our first couple episodes. Of Shadows of Please. the Gods, and thank you for making this beer. Even though I'm a little upset, you only sent it to Fleck, but it's fine. Yeah, you know, it's part of the contract. No, Co-host yeah, doesn't get it. What a, just because I only do point five percent? What Google Doc? <laughs> we don't have one. <laughs> First off, listening back on our Shadow of the Gods episode, I think we both got a good laugh at our uh, out-of-pocket predictions. How bad all of our takes were. Well, I there's one take that's kind of working. So what? We had Varg not being tainted. It was yep. Orca being Dragonborn. Dragon and that we didn't think that we thought someone was going to die. I mean, it's spoiler alert. Someone did, Thorvik. But R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. We thought he was going to be a, a betrayer. Turns out. Yeah, we did. We talked a lot of shit about Thorvik. You know, turns Sorry, out, buddy. though, there was a traitor. Just not him. Just not him. So the other thing that we also can give a good laugh at, and I, after listening to the audiobook partly for this, we said the names so fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a I lot more 
sounds in the words than I think we realized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I realized this today because I, I finished, I listened to it again today. We kept calling the dragon a he. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big, big mistake. Uh, that was, uh, we, we also mentioned this in this podcast, you know, the book Lager stand with women and we did not intend. We did not represent appropriately. No. No. If you want to be a dragon goddess, there's Do no it. stopping you. It's all, it's all for you, sis. Yeah. Follow in STEM. Break free. Become a dragon god. <laughs> Follow in STEM. Roll up. Roll up. <laughs> if, you, if you go into STEM, you could become a dragon god. <laughs> you can become a dragon god. Change your DNA. Learn how to do it. <laughs> become a giant dragon. It's not unkillable. So this go around in Vigrith, we've had a lot of character development. And like most sequels, we've had a good addition of new characters. The stakes have gotten way higher with a lot more online. And all the while, the story still is grounded in what we loved about the first book. I mean, I think you you really feel that way too. Oh yeah, you know it probably helped that you know just to meet, like we didn't have to wait for this book to come out, right? It was ready for us to read. I feel like in a lot of books, these kind of books specifically, you know, you finish the first book and there is some sort of like Dark Rising, like there was a pretty significant cliffhanger at the end of that book. You don't know what's going to happen next, but with with this book, I feel like you know we just immediately picked back up right it like yeah we had some immediate gratification for sure right mm-hmm. the thing that i'm i'm digging sort of it's going to be a surprise but guthfar's story not guthfar himself but his story so far yeah i had that moment listening it, i was like this like i hate him as a character well yeah i hate the person hate that he is yeah. but his character development and his storyline and all those little internal thoughts that he has are incredible and his yeah, point, no, his, his point of view it's really interesting. Yeah, it's totally interesting because we get like the Jarl point of view. And right. then even though we haven't had like a lot of Vasen or Vasen, 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 mm-hmm. tomato, tomato, we get to see a lot of them through his, you know, yep. we would say intentioned servitude to the Golderman. Yeah, that's a that's a generous <laughs> way of saying that. Yeah. So it's it's becoming very grounded, but still feels like kind of a new novel to me mm-hmm. anyway like we're, yes. we're definitely reaching new heights we're not necessarily just backpacking in the wilderness anymore right there there's just the right amount of familiarity right so you still feel like you're connected to the characters that you were connected with in the first book yes and then like you said you get these new you get um bjorn or bjorn however you say his name DiGiorno. we're gonna call him yeah DiGiorno from that one <laughs> and Guthfar, you get you get these new povs that yeah shed different lights on different situations that we we didn't get in the first book i think john's really set the bar high for himself so i'm actually going to be really impressed when we figure out what the fuck the third book's going to be about i know i mean i, mean, I got some pieces but with how out of pocket the other ones were i don't want to say them i know i'm scared because we were just we were all over the place we, we definitely so went off wrong. the high of being like really right with kings of the wild to be like completely wrong Mm-hmm. And we even had some good points with uh, Dark Rising, too. Oh yeah, Dark Rising. We were like hitting the nail on the head. And then yeah, we we ended our hot streak with 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 this. Yes, for sure. But that's okay. You know, we have room for improvement. Exactly. So for this episode, we're going to dive into some of the new characters, and we're going to highlight some of our old favorites, and then we're going to do our little uh, little trademark plot rundown. But before we get into characters, you know, I wanted to just take a moment to highlight sort of how progressively large the world has gotten. I don't know if you've taken note of that. I mean, we yeah. still have mainly these separate storylines, 
but we're finally starting to get this intertwining. It's mostly between Vog and Orca's story. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, the gods have sort of taken a, they take like a big jump in the beginning novel, but we're starting to see geographically that there might be more conflict than just the Viking people. Yes. Yeah. Cause and, obviously you now know, we're bringing, we're bringing old gods back into it. Yeah, and, but also there's like the Iskadan or whatever. whatever who, oh, whatever yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Oh, this is the rat gods," and he was like, "No, this is obviously my god." Mm-hmm. And so I think we're gonna see. I think that might be like the third book. They might have to like all kind of unify and go after those guys. Do you think everyone in, in Vigris is going to unify and go against them? Maybe, maybe. I feel like that's where. Uh, or is that just like too not dark enough? Like not. Yeah, is, I think that, like I think a, that's. I think that's going to be Varg's story arc. I think obviously they're going to have to. They're going to chase, but well, we're only at chapter thirty. They might do that in this book. We don't know. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot to go. <laughs> it's kind of awkward because I uh, I told my dad that you know we made a podcast right, and he's asking what book he was reading. So I told him about the last one, and so he read it and he loved it. Shout out to you, John. And so now he started reading this book. It's it's real awkward because yeah, obviously he, listeners he, were we're on chapter thirty and he is on chapter fifty eight, so we can't talk about it. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. We should do a special episode where we bring him in for the last. Oh my um, god! Yes, and just be like, "What did you think about the ending of the book?" Oh, he would love that. I think that would be funny. He could mm-hmm. be our first guest speaker. Yes, but what I was trying to say is that John has really layered depth into this sequel. And like we said in our little previous little spiel, uh, it feels new, yet still grounded. So mm-hmm. with that, we're going to talk about some of the new characters, a.k.a. Guthar and Giorno. <laughs> Bjorn sort of has taken a, a back seat in the, the back half of the first half of the book, but I still think he's super important, and I'll get into that in a minute. Meanwhile, you know, I think Varg has really shined in this beginning. Oh, yeah. Orca. And Elvar's had her moments, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, El- Elvar's kind of been on the back burner. Kind of yeah, but the, she's had some the beginning of this. She, like she has had some. Chapter, it's worth it. But then it's, it's a good like fucking you go back chapter. to Varg and Orca just like murdering people. <laughs> right. Uh, so good for Really complicated. We fucking hate him. However, like we said, his storyline is showing a side of the world that we haven't gotten to see yet. And then, more importantly, we start learning more about the Galderman. Yes. And we get to kind of keep an eye on Skok and sort of all the shit he's doing to Vol, how he somehow miraculously survives falling into a chasm or a chasm. Yep, a chasm. I know. I'm going to have trouble editing that one out. (laughs) So we get to see this sort of different side. However, I still hate the dude. I hate how much back talk he's got. And it's like he's never thankful for literally anything. For anything. Nothing yeah. at all. He is like the personification of like, I deserve that. <laughs> like he, he, yeah, he's white privilege. He yeah. is <laughs> he is the personification of white privilege. Yeah, no. He's like, oh, that was mine to begin with. Right. And I'm better than all of you, you bunch of idiots. Yeah. It's, but what I, what I really like about his addition, because think about our main characters, right? Orca, absolute badass. Varg, yes. absolute badass. Elvar, absolute badass. Goofbar, yeah. absolute pussy. So it's just <laughs> the 
it's just a good it's just a different take that's refreshing right you got orca murdering 20 people and then you go into goofar who's just like running away the entire chapter <laughs> murders and dean when he's distracted and then runs away again oh my god i hated that scene so much yeah. i uh, i know it was not great well when that happened i mean we'll get into it but when that happened i was like wait a minute did he just murder who i think he did Right, and yeah. Then, like, it took oh, me the a chapter immediately ends and it goes to Varg, and Varg's like, I just saw red. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, like it because that was confusing. Here. Right. I was like, did he just what that that's a major dude? He just killed him? Yeah. No. And then like the wild part is I'm like expecting the Battlegrim to have already assaulted the Galderman. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, these aren't these people? I know. Yep. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Are we are we uh, talking about that scene yet? Or are we just talking about goofball? No, well, we're just we're okay, just okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna keep this brief, so we're gonna go to Bueller next. Okay, but just one more well, thing. I wonder how much more in depth we're gonna get into the Galderman, right? Because like I you think said, we're Go- gonna have to get in depth a lot. Goofar, obviously, you know, we didn't really know anything other than they could use magic different than a Sether witch. But yeah, yeah. Goofar opens us up to this whole world of them experimenting on stuff and yeah, having all these face in and all yeah, like, and there's just like pets and just chilling in like, this Witcher lab type thing. Oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah, um, I was I was like, oh shit. We're getting serious now with these Godermen. They're not just like walking around right. at a base camp. Of course, the Iskidin kind of did uh, blow up their tower, but I don't, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So, your storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, you know, at first it was just to make us like sympathize with him because obviously <laughs> he feels like a lot of regret and a lot of doubts. But. Yeah. It obviously isn't enough downs to stop him from getting back with Merc. And that, that's probably some rough sex. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody is getting choked behind the wagon and it ain't Merc. You know what I'm saying? But I do find it funny because I think Merc and Elvar are pretty similar in nature. Oh, I so didn't. He's got a type. Dog's got a type. He does have a type. I didn't he's even like, think about He likes that. strong women. You know, somebody's got mommy issues. Maybe. 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 <laughs> um, you know, and I mean, I know we said it's taking the back seat, but really, we get to see what Lick Rifa and the Raven Cedar sort of are planning. We didn't see it through Varg mostly what has happened because of that. Go back to Bior, and we mm-hmm. see what it's the result has been at their side. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're getting that like transparency that we normally don't get. So, I kind of uh, am really enjoying that. Yeah, and I kind of like, again, it's another refreshing take of, you know, whenever Varg or Elvar or any of the other main guys kill somebody, right? It's all about battle fame and, like, how great it was and whatever. But Bjorn has this take of, like, ah, I didn't I didn't really enjoy what I did. I'm yeah. not really proud of it, and you guys should congratulate me for it. No, and that was, like, nice to see, because I, I did like Bjorn. Yeah. However... And then he had to go and kill Agnar, which again is like conflicting because like who's the bad guy, right? Agnar was a slave trader, you know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was, and then literally he's freed these two people who are very thankful to be on their on the the Raven Feeder side, right. regardless of the giant dragon or not. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what are you gonna do? Beckers can't be choosers. Yeah. I mean, the hunter throw was like, I got a job, and it's not <laughs> sniffing the dirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. He he was thrilled to not be sniffing. Like mm-hmm. he's like, I'm finally a man. I don't got this collar on. This is great. Yeah. 
So it's like this super gray area. The only thing that I know that isn't going to be gray is uh, Elvar trying to kill him. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's going to change no matter what he says. Yeah, no. Elvar is going to fuck him up. Yeah. What I'm confused about, which maybe it'll get explained later in the book. Like, I I don't get what a, um, you know, right. He's a rat born or a rat tainted, whatever. Yeah. Like, what, what does that do? What does that give him? Right. Apparently sex powers. (laughs) (laughs) He's really the only one getting any. That's clearly it. That is clearly it. Clearly it. Uh, He might be good at making people believe him, you know. I know Ron is the liar, not because of his power to make people believe in lies, just because he did lie. It seems like Rada also had like a lot of magic involved with him because mm-hmm, he has his mm-hmm. whole daughter book. So, oh, that's true. So, can be on do. Oh that? shit, that's oh. what I wanted to talk about. Did you? Oh, 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 so obviously, it's all Galder book, and then yeah. when they're using the dragon book, mm-hmm. one of the words was like Galder stick, Galder stuff. So I think there's like the Galdermen are probably a little bit more the gods than what they want to admit. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm kinda hoping we get that in the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought Skulk died, but um he clearly didn't. Yeah, how did so, that, we'll get into it. Um that confused me. Yeah, no, we'll talk. That's one of my negative. Just for the fact that I fucking hate that dude. But yeah, fuck him. Yeah. So I guess to talk and continue to talk about pure. Uh, we get to learn more about the child napping group called the Raven Feeders. Obviously, you know, they're all dragonborn beside in the beginning. Now they got like this big following. They're starting to have like religious people like praying to the dragon god and like spreading the word. And they're obviously trying to make Likarifa like queen of everything. I don't know about you, but I don't see why that's a good idea. I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but like obviously she's got a temper. Yeah, yeah, I guess the the take is, you know, kind of kind of get on the good side of it. You know, you're right. Yeah, you're like, oh, uh, we're with her. Right. She she's probably going to win, so at least, you know, I'm here, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh I mean, she's she's definitely the strongest right now for sure. <laughs> oh, by far. By, by far. far. Yeah. And the other thing, and this is about Merc really is uh, Merc really held her own against Orca. She did. So, like, obviously, if Ilska is the leader and Merc, I don't know. Like, I feel like Ilska is, is going to be a badass and we're going to probably like her, but it's probably going to be annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I We'll find out. It's fine. Uh, but now we got to honor somebody with a title change. Used to just be Elvar. Now it's Elvar. Firefist, leader of the battleground. Oh, you were so happy that your girl got a promotion, weren't you? I was. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, it was pretty clever. She faked a whole shoulder injury for a really long time. Yeah, no, that whole that scene was incredible. That chapter was incredible. Yeah, and then when he realized she's been faking it since like day two, you're like, I'm sorry, right. what? <laughs> you're like, this was you play this out. Yeah, and meanwhile, she's like, I don't know if I could be the leader. Meanwhile, she's just like playing this shit. It's like, girl, you've been wanting to be the leader since day one. Mm-hmm. You got things to prove, sister. Yeah. So, I, you know, I just learned, you know, she's shown herself to be a capable leader. And it's a very right. cunning thinker. Deep cunning. Deep cunning yeah. thinker. Deep, deep cunning. What do they think? They said deep cunning, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the back half of the book, she's going to be shining. 
I yes, mean, let's it, talk about it. She's got fucking skull, the eagle wolf hybrid. Yeah, who She's so got, far has it managed super well, but we can get into that later. <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, yeah. And Ufrir, the wolf god, who's like just healing constantly. Yeah, yep. Just lugging them around. Yeah. So, and then I, <laughs> the, the fucking 10 year go after him. So, you know, I'm not necessarily sure how the revenge is going to go against the Raven Feeders, but it's definitely inevitable. You know, she's got this blood oath just keeping her moving and she's looking to prove herself. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, she's going to be shining. 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 Our girl, your favorite, Orca. Really, she's just really hardened herself for revenge. Like, she is on a mission. She, yeah. she is willing to absolutely fuck anything up that gets in the way of her and mm-hmm. Rekka. So, is borderline suicidal. Yeah, but we, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's willing to throw her body into the, the mix just to find information about her. You know, I think it's taken her straight to the Raven Feeders. So I think we had that Varg Orca intertwining of stories, and I think it's back half. It's going to be Varg and Elvar. I'm hoping that Elvar's like, ah, the tainted aren't that bad. And Orca's like, ah, the untainted aren't that bad. Let's go kill the Raven Feeders because they're obviously bad. Well, I'm assuming it'll be interesting to see because obviously, yeah, they're both, they're on a collision course because that's where both of the kids are that they're looking for with the Raven Feeders. In my mind, like one of the other is going to walk in on the other group fighting the Raven Feeders and just like join it. And it's just going to be this mass chaos kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, are the battleground not battleground? The Bloodsworn spread a little thin right now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So I think maybe the Bloodsworn might come in to like save them. Mm-hmm. Also, can we talk about it? The official name for Sigbat is uh, Sigbat the Fat. Yeah, of course it is. What else would it be? Yeah, loving him. He's just like hilarious. That is that is another character that is shining in this oh, yeah. book. Sigbat is shining great. Yeah, you know, he's when, like, no, I'm not a leader. Absolutely right. not. I love this second in command shit. Like, keep that right. going. He's like, I eat you. You point me in the direction of something you want me to hit, and I'll hit it really hard. But yeah, I'm, I I ain't no sinker. Yeah, no. Anyway, back to Orca. <laughs> I think the really interesting thing about Orca and sort of Varg, and we're going to kind of get into it, but since the wolf god has woken up, they seem to be uh, a little bit stronger than they were. You think? Yeah, I feel like they got like more, they're more impulsive. Like Orca is obviously really well trained in like talking to her wolf, inner wolf, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but Varg's not. And so obviously... I, you know, they were just telling him, like, you just need control. And meanwhile, like, the thing inside him is like, rip his face off. Let's right, go. Kill, 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 yeah. kill, kill. So I think that maybe that has something to do with the fact the god is alive. Okay. Yeah, I like that. You know, it, it it's it's not really grounded in a lot. Just sort of the fact that he was, like, really hit on, like, once he was alive, they all dreamed of the same dream. Mm-hmm. All the wolf people did anyway. Right. Yeah, I can't confirm the other ones did. but And then we go to our boy, Varg. I think he's definitely had the highlight of the first half of the book. Easily. Easily. Like, we've been spending a lot of time with Flark. And it was sort of in a familiar fashion, which was kind of nice, kind of not. Uh, you know, he's he's still training on the go. You know, it's all about controlling his wolf powers this time, which seemed to be pretty strong. I think mm-hmm. he compares it to some of the other wolves. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I don't know if you feel that way. 
I think it's different because he, for whatever reason, you know, I think in in this world that John created, that you kind of figure out like at a at a pretty young age that you're tainted, right? Yeah. I don't think most people make it as far as Varg has made it in life without realizing that they're tainted. Yeah, he's 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 a late bloomer, right? And so I think his background and you know his slave master used to force him into background fighting pits you know has already made him like real tough and you know kind of has like a a baseline badass to him yeah no i'm just just good at fighting and they're like no you've been born to fight right yeah no i think you're i think that might be it too i i like to think that we both got some valid claims right there yeah the other thing is personal revenge you know for his sister it's going pretty well However, his drive to like help his brothers and sisters in the blood swarms is like becoming larger and larger. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling that that might be a con in like an internal conflict he's going to have soon. Oh yeah, it's sort of going to be a conflict because even you know in the first book up until um, what's his face got killed right in front of him, you know he he was still pretty like hell bent on figuring out a way to you know get to his sister. But then that guy Skulk murdered him, and so then he was like, okay, quick pause on the sister thing. Let me go kill Skulk. And then that kind of, it didn't really get resolved per se, but, you know, he's kind of on that path. And now, what's that guy's name? The blacksmith that Guthar uh, killed. It wasn't Yokel Hammerhand, was it? Is that his name? Yeah, because he got killed with the hammer. Since yeah. Like, yeah, the blood anyway, of the badger. I'll check. Uh, I'll edit that out. You'll just hear um, the actual name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he dies, and now, Var- you know, Varg watches him die. And now Varg's kind of on that kind of mission to avenge him. So yeah, I think you're right. Varg is going to keep having like increasing responsibilities, not necessarily responsibilities, but you know what I'm saying? Like responsibilities and obligations to his new family and his new brotherhood that he's going to try to fulfill. That's going to He's playing for the varsity now, you know, he's got, he's got some brothers. Right. Yeah. He, uh, right. He's willing to, to do a lot to get there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be interesting. The other thing, and this is the thing that I'm claiming is my right prediction. Oh, ooh. okay. Rokia or Roka, however you say her name. Oh, yeah, uh, that's looking like a done deal. They're falling in love. You you did predict that 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 yeah. was a good take. They fall in love. I got concerns though. So, I hope she oh. don't die. Oh god damn it! She's totally gonna die, isn't she? Probably. That's the only reason you got to put that that romance in there, right? Yeah, yeah. So she yeah. dies. Fuck. I know. However, oh, I, I forgot to talk about it. You know, Varg did get a demotion. He's he's missing an ear now. Yeah, well, we haven't really started talking about the individual story arcs, but yeah. And I like how it yeah. took him a minute. I like how it to took him until the fight was over. It was like, well, oh, man. It's like, that fucker bit my ear off. And then if you really if you really think about the scene, like, you know, he's like kind of dazed and right. He just got beat up and he's like, oh, he bit my ear off. And then like five seconds passes and that then he's just instantly talking shit to Goosefar. Right, like yeah, his ear is still bleeding. He's like, yeah, he gave me Logan nine finger vibes, dude. Logan, if you guys haven't read the um the blade itself and, and the first law trilogy, go read it. That yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we I think we will always talk about that. There's a reason why everybody holds that book to high regards. Fingers would do very well in this <laughs> in this series. Maybe <laughs> I think he would win. Yeah, I don't oh, think there's yeah. a competition like no. that, but he yeah. would he would he would win. Mm-hmm. Again, not to just keep talking about it. The plot, it's really been set high so far in this beginning. We're getting like this perfect dose. I think the second conflict, you know, I think the, the primary conflict obviously is like Rifa and the Raven Feeders. 
But the second conflict is going to be with Prince Yormir of Iskadam. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how that's going to play out. I really don't. I, I could spout some bullshit, but uh, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, obviously, my gut wants to, like, you know, the Bloodsworn's going to win. I'm sure people are going to die, and obviously, there are going to be complications along the way to to get to them. But I think the Bloodsworn will ultimately, you know, win that fight. But what I didn't even think about until I was listening to the last episode today was, uh, what's what's Elvar's dad doing, right? Oh, yeah, the whole time we have that going. Right, because he's got this huge army of tainted... And, you know, he's like, well, it's between him and Queen Helka, between who's the most powerful y'all and Vigrith. And yeah, what's he, we haven't really heard from him. What's, what's, what's he doing? What's he got going on? What's he doing with that giant head? You know what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. What's, what's that giant head do, bro? Hey. hey. Um, no, I think, you know, there could be a lot. I think the silence that we've had has been a little alarming. So I have a feeling we're going to get rude awakening with him. Oh, are you ready for my hot take? This is a hot, hot take. take. I don't, I don't, I don't claim that this is right or it's going to be right. But what if Elvar, in order to fulfill her blood oath, goes to Dad and is like, "Hey, I'll take that army you promised me a while ago." Oh, I like that's actually a really good point to help her get the son back. She's gonna be like, "Look at what I, who I got. I got me a yeah, uh, me thing." Look at me, Dad. I got a wolf harpy and and a and a, just a regular wolf. He's kind of picked up right now, but but he's, he's still cool. I got a few friend and a mic. <laughs> I got the He can fly. Yeah. Um, no, that's actually a really good take. Uh, that's probably what's going to happen. I feel like. Damn, I didn't even yeah. think about that. I'm I'm a deep cunning sinker. Deep cunning baby. That should be that should be the episode name. The one where we went deep cunning. All right. Well, so that's all I really have to say about the characters. Is there any character that you think we talked about real quick? No, I talked about Yusfar, talked about Bjorn, all the mantra ones other than, uh, what's his name? Grind, Grind, Grind. Oh, Grind. Yeah, Grind's still being a daddy. Grind, Grind's still a badass. Yeah, he's, um, he's still got that daddy energy, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I also like when they go into the fight with uh, Hold and Elvar. He's just like, what to tell you? You'll do fine. Don't right. die. He's like, and, and I uh, like it. He's like, finish yeah. it fast. Normally, I'd say wait till you tire her out, but kill her, kill her quick. Yeah, no, he's been through some shit. Also, I guess we didn't even talk about it. He's got that killer wolf axe now. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, so that's a badass weapon. I know he likes yeah, things a while, but we're getting some badass stuff. Elvar now has like a really dope set of chainmail. Yep. And then, oh, speaking of chainmail, do you remember that the when Orca had to clean hers because it was rusting from all the blood? Yeah. Like she put it in the bag with the sand and was throwing and it around. Salt, it just started smacking the shit out of it. She's like, I'm cleaning it. I swear. <laughs> this is this isn't to help my anger my anger issues. So no, <laughs> I'm cleaning. I'm definitely cleaning this thing. Yep. Yeah, that was hilarious. I'm definitely interested to see what more weapons we get, like from like a nerd standpoint. Mm-hmm. I am a little worried about you know our boy Goosefar, but we'll get into that. But I do think that uh, he's going to be in a really shitty space. Yeah, but he's going to be in a really shitty space, but he is very unfortunately going to be pivotal in a plot point. Yeah, for some dumb, stupid reason. And it's going to piss me off, whatever it is. It's going to be, and I don't want to, you know, we keep saying this, I like I, it's not bad writing on John's part. We want to make that clear. He is doing a phenomenal job with this goofbar thing, but that's oh, how good of a job. Him. Right, we just fucking, we just hate him. That's how good of a job <laughs> he's doing. He's awful. 
Yeah, literally the worst. Mm-hmm. He uh, he kind of reminds me of like I don't think I've actually had a character like him in a while, but he reminds me sort of like some of the Game of Thrones characters who are just like, God damn it, right? Like he, they're gonna just, be good, but they're gonna be bad, right? Like you're just such a piece of shit. Yeah, but I'm gonna but, have to deal with you for a long time because right, I think I think he's gonna stick around, stick around longer than the average Game of Thrones character. Like I, w- I won't be surprised if he makes it through this book. Wow, yeah, I agree. Do you think Prince uh, Hakan or Harkin or whatever the fuck his name is is going to make it through this book? Yes, because I think that is going to be how Guthfar becomes a critical plot point, right? Is because he still technically has to like fulfill that mission of getting close to him. Yeah, I mean, otherwise he will die. Right. That that little bee that's in his heart is just gonna just gonna stake him. Yeah, I that I was confused on the size of the bees. Uh, at one point they were big and at one point they were small i was like what the fuck is happening there's some there's some inconsistencies going on i was like they were are they projecting an aura (laughs) why did they look bigger and then now they're going into armpits i don't know or elbow pits wow so that's characters i think it's been great i think we've got a nice refresh character rundown done check welcome to the plot so we start this book off at Orca's perspective. I, I, I guess let me say. So what we did before was we went Orca Vargelvar. What we're not going to do is go Orca Vargelvar. Because there's way too much happening now. Yeah. The first half of the book was sort of, you know, it was interesting. It was definitely like a buffer period. You know, we have Orca kind of waking up in the aftermath of what she did, what she has accomplished just mass it's not murder per se but yeah just killing i would say it's a massacre massacre yeah 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 yeah. and uh i mean people ran away we go to like guthvar who's just like in his boat like did anybody else see that woman (laughs) 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 anybody else fucking scared Meanwhile, he's he's sitting next to the the person that was stung (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) like they're like he doesn't look too good (laughs) <laughs> you know, he's Bird, yeah orca like has a dream wakes up and spurts like yo you got any of that porridge <laughs> <laughs> i could really benefit right now I'm oh, starving. I, st- yeah. I stung two dudes that's more than my normal number <laughs> that's that's literally double my normal my normal activity levels yeah so <laughs> i uh I thought that that was like a pretty interesting way to start the book. Um, mm-hmm. Now we don't get to Guthfar until I think it was like chapter five. Okay, he made it <laughs> chapter twelve. Jesus, really? Chapter twelve? Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was. So... <laughs> Did you guys see that bitch? Like she. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what he was. You know, he was just like in the boat, like she almost killed us all. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, like we're just going to sail like we won. Okay. <laughs> I can I can get along with that. That that goes along with my memo. That that's my motto. I like that. Yeah, no. Super fucking funny. The other thing about chapter one, you know, Orca gets woken up by she's dreaming. I guess we should really hint on this. You know, she's dreaming. You know, Thoracle's telling her to save Brecca. Pretty much sets up the plot of her storyline. She's like, gotta do that. Mm-hmm. And then Lave wakes her up and she almost kills him. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, and and pretty quickly too. You know, basically everybody, like we said, just got the fuck out because of Orca. I mean, when I mean, if I saw a woman single-handedly blow up a building, 
kill about 30 of my best people. I'm out. Imagine your POV. If you're, you're, you're a side character in this, right? Like you're just one of the many and you're like, yeah. what the fuck is happening? What? Oh yeah. Hardcore. What the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, there's these like two giant birds running around. <laughs> right. That are just like, we found friends. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you're just like, I'm sorry. I think I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought we were here to 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 kill. I thought a, the to scary kill a woman. shit was the the basin in the river, right? That like would take us to our underground lair. Not a human, right? Yeah. So I I think that uh, it was funny seeing full circle. Yeah. And then so we go to Elmar, and the Elmar storyline doesn't really move any geographic location. It of course stays on the the battle plane. Mm-hmm. But it's all about like getting weapons, getting gold, getting skull and as uh, as thralls. And all the while, Omar's taking this sort of leadership role. Meanwhile, Holden's like, "Ah, I should be the leader the whole time. Mm -hmm. I guess if we've learned anything, it's just just, if you're going to be the leader, just act like you are. Don't say you are. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's but then, right. you know, Gren gets his new cool wolf axe, which mm-hmm. is uh, pretty fucking sick. And, you know, all the real treasures we learn are below the tree stump. Yeah, which that, which I, I don't, it's not bad writing. I think he, John, is just trying to make the point of like the naivety of Elvar. Let's make this woman who is literally a demigod who we just made a slave. Yeah, let's trust her. Let's follow her directions. Well, to be Jesus. honest, it didn't go well. I, exactly. Right. Like, that's the <laughs> point. Like, yeah. why did all of you seem to think that this was a good idea? Well, I mean, so we'll, we'll, we'll skip ahead a little bit, but th- they get led into Lick Rifa's, like, Lair. dungeon. Lair. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, these human centipede monstrosity Thanks. things that just come out of the woodwork. And all of a sudden, we're in a Resident Evil novel. <laughs> 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 and we're we're in doom eternal <laughs> you yep. know we're not in uh a viking world anymore they're like barely fighting luckily uspa is there and she creates like light and all the things are like all right time to get the fuck out or what weakness mm-hmm. and they end up getting Likrifa's dragon galder book and then they're like oh we could totally revive the skull the wolf dude yeah, yeah. Which, can we talk about how shitty of jailers those three wolf eagle ladies were? Like, you you just let her write a whole fucking book. I mean, what, I mean, what were they doing? Were they just yeah. like, were you not watching yeah. her? What what are we doing? You know, like they obviously had like tunnels to get out, and obviously no one was coming up there. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ah, this feels kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah, because like, so obviously, Lick Rifa, I think was was creating beings and then eating them, right? And becoming strong that way. Mm-hmm. However, you don't think you'd be like, she's looking a little better than she was before. Oh, <laughs> like, wait, a, like, wait, a, we're not feeding her. How is she alive? <laughs> yeah. Why does she got more pus coming out of her wings? I thought she'd be dried out by now. Yeah. Can we say a quick shout out to the random guy that got like Bo? Oh yeah, yeah, he's loving that shit. Like, sh- shout out to you, brother. You're not even a main character. You're not. You're not even a side character. You're just. And he got the arrows this. too. Yep. Yeah. And meanwhile, Scald's like, "Those are my sisters," and he's like, "They're mine now." Well, she did. So you know, finders keepers. Yeah. If you don't know the rule, finders keepers, lizard sweepers. Mm-hmm. 
Duh. We, we based our whole culture around that. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's, you know, Omar for a little bit there. And then, meanwhile, this is happening. You know, they're going through all these treasures and fighting. And Varg's just like, I need revenge for Torvik. Yep. And our man, the leader of the Bloods, is, is like, I also need revenge for my fucking wife. Yep. And he's like freaking the fuck out. And he is uh, going off full bear mode. I think it's kind of funny because, like, we once we get farther in the book, you know, they're starting to really hint at like how kind of emotional he can be. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that's like a bear trait or what, or if he's just like my fucking wife. But I mean, right. I get it. Either way, yeah. I get it. Right. We finally go to Bior. In my notes for the chapter, I was like, well, here we go with this fucking guy. So he's officially becomes a raven feeder again. They like welcome him with open arms. There you go. There it is. This is when they started using the term untouched to like talk about normal human. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's funny because mm-hmm. so I think that that shows us sort of like where they want things to be. You know, they don't mm-hmm. want equality. They definitely want to be superior. So I think that's going to be. A big key in the back of the book, and I think we get a little peek of it right in the beginning. And also, then, like when they're uh, explaining to Lee Grifa kind of the, the history, right? What happened after the gods died, and since she's been in prison, and she's like, "What do you What do you mean, you guys are slaves? I don't. Yeah, how? It. Yeah, how, how did they capture you? What, what do you mean? And they're like Rada's chains, and she's like, "Still, how? How they get that on you? Yeah, how would they get that close? Yeah, but it's in chapter five where we meet uh, Merc." AKA old Elmar. Mm-hmm. And uh, we learned that, you know, she wears all black armor and they, she has this raven feeder feather. And we learn a little bit farther on that she has, they all, the brother and sister, AKA Ilska, Drecker, and her all have the same daggers. Mm hmm. So cute. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then I also was like, who the fuck named these women? Right. Because it's like Ilska the Cruel, Merc Sharp Claw. It's just Drecker. <laughs> like, he hasn't turned any battle face yet. Shout out, shout out to you, Drecker. And Drecker's like, look, I'm just a brother. Yep. I'm I also am willing to commit a lot of crimes. <laughs> I'm just here. It was also in this chapter that we learned that Varg killed their father. That Varg killed their father? Yeah, oh. remember the old dude oh. with the eagle talent? Sorry, I, I yeah. had a... I had a lapse. I thought you meant Varg killed his dad. I'm like, he did? I no, feel like I would have no, remembered that. Yeah, but no. no yeah, Varg yeah. killed the father of, um, not Bjor, uh, Ilska, Merck, and Trekker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're pissed. <laughs> just, just a little. Just a little bit. So then we go back to Elvar, and I was like, yo, we're bringing back the wolf god, yo. I'm bringing sexy back. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, we, we realize that Elvar is, like, becoming a really good leader and really good politician. Mm-hmm. You know, she keeps, like, giving them orders, but also, like, look, we got riches here. You know, we are set. I understand if you guys want to leave, but if you value the title of Battle more, we're going to go fuck these Raven Fears up. And they're yeah. all like, hell yeah. Let's go get the treasure. And then Let's do that. go get them. Meanwhile, like, that's happening. Lick Reef is like setting them up for failure, basically. Mm-hmm. A lot's happening. So I know that this feels kind of like we're rambling on. But while that is happening, Orca and Leif are taking some people from the battle room and they're heading to the cave where they just battled the trolls and all that, where Bard really gets his battle fame. This is where we get like a lot of banter. 
between the old chief of the Bloodsworn, aka Orca, mm-hmm. and sort of their old members, and they're like, "Look, I know we're Bloodsworn, but we'll follow you. We got yeah, you. Yeah, you are such a badass that. Yeah, and obviously, and honestly, yeah. I mean, for a one woman army, she's doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Once we get to like all the fights she's been in, I mean, I would I would love to take the time. What's the kill count? <laughs> I bet somebody's done that. Let me. You know, so chapter nine and ten, you know, Orca's basically talking and saving them. And from the Spectre thing, which I thought was really nice. Remember, they're like camping and Leif is missing. And even though he's supposed to be doing night watch, and he basically got lured out by these like Spectre ghost boss and mm-hmm. he's like getting his life sucked out of them. And if it wasn't for Orca, they would all have their life sucked out of them. <laughs> yep. I think there's like there's got to be a hierarchy in like how tainted you are. Like if you're like ninety percent tainted versus like ten percent. Like, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it's gotta be because Orca's like fuck on it. You know, right? Like if both of your parents were wolf born and you're a wolf born versus if like mom was a wolf born and dad was an untouched. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. And think about it like that. I so I think that she's definitely she's got the juice. <laughs> yeah, she's got the wolf juice. Shout out to Leif, though. I know we really haven't discussed him. I mean, he's learning how to fight from Orca, so he's gonna eventually be pretty formidable. But you know, he has no like misgivings towards the tainted. He's pretty much just super okay with them. Yep. Which is definitely not the way to feel about them, like the general population. Right. But you know, yeah. like what's Sorry, what's he no. gonna do? What's he gonna do? I mean, uh, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nothing. He's struggling a lot. Like, yeah, you're you're just surrounded by. Yeah, pretty much. You're rooting for him to just do all right. Mm-hmm. You want him to like stumble through the storyline, and at the end of it, be like, oh, "Good, you lived." <laughs> yeah, good for you, buddy. You did it. Yeah. So it's chapter ten and eleven where Orca and Varg both hear the wolf as mm-hmm. they revive him. But so chapter twelve is Guthfar, like we said, and I was like. Let's see how this shit goes. And so I definitely say, you know, he's a shit. Everything about him just hopefully is going to go in our favor, which it is. I don't feel bad for anything that's occurred to him. Oh, yeah, However, yeah. we said it's super important and it's obnoxious at how important he's becoming. <laughs> I know we, we touched on it earlier, but it is annoying how he's going to be important. And it just bothers me just because I hate him. I know. Chapter 13, I think, is actually super important. This is where they end up running into that village. Chapter 13 is from Varg's perspective. This is where he starts to put the pieces towards his sister's death and like the trail that it's going to take him. You know, he ends up fighting these dragon priests that we find. And so basically, they're running around talking about the old gods, you know, uh, sticks like, oh, isn't that illegal? Why are you letting them do it? And they're like, ah. They just keep coming. I don't know. Right. Like, what What are we going to do? And then, I, you know, for some reason, they end up, you know, hostilities end up getting pretty, pretty heavy. Varg mm-hmm. has been training to put the wolf out, like, you know, control the power. And he and he does, you know, he, he fights them, keeps it all intact. We learn a little bit more about his sister as a slave. And then he came through. She came through Queen Helka's city. And it sort of sets Varg in motion. Mm-hmm. I also like how that whole fight started because what's his face just threw his wheel oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the trash <laughs> priest. No, that's totally on, on my bad. And then at the end of the fight, he's like, Do you got any more cheese? Yeah, Cody. What else you guys got? Yeah, stick love to that cheese. <laughs> Meanwhile, Einar's like concerned with the children the whole time. 
I'd be surprisingly a big softy. Yeah, he's a big softy. But I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, while he's like, Chief, we got to keep check of the children. He's like, they ain't my responsibility. Ooh, like, my kids. Uh, so I'm interested to see what happens with that. I think Einar is going to become a uh, adopted father of like a dad. Yeah. yeah he's going <laughs> to. He's going to have all the kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we go to chapter 14 and we're back learning more with like Likarifa. And I think this one was also really interesting because we learn sort of that even though, you know, she wants the Raven feeders and the Dragonborn and the Tainted to be free. She definitely views herself above them. Oh, without, oh yeah. Yeah. She ends up convincing the Tenure to attack on this chapter. And this is what I was saying about how she has all these setbacks for Elvar and Ufir, Ufafir, whatever the fuck to say. And so she gets rid of the ice bridge, which is the only way across. She gets the tenure that are living there, and she's like, my children, there's going to be other people. Attack the one. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my babies. And so she gets real mad at the Raven feeders because when the tenure first come out, they start like They're ready to them. fight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and she, I think she eat someone at that moment in time. She did eat somebody. Yeah, and she's like, don't you dare touch my fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, my bad, my fault. And and immediately at that point, I was like, the tenure are more important than the tainted dragon Ooh, being to her. I didn't think about it from that. Yeah. yeah, but that's a good, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I don't know what that means for the story, but it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. So then also we, we learn more about Rada's chamber in, in chapter 15, which is turning out to be super interesting i wasn't expecting it when we were at this chapter they're like things were going to get so big but obviously now that we have a whole other continent that's involved with iskadan being like oh no those aren't the rat gods those are our gods we we've learned there's this rat book and <laughs> i'm i'm worried about i i know right like it's actually got a name <laughs> um, you know and so they get the hard copies basically mm-hmm. meanwhile scald's got some pages and and some some kinko's copies is King anymore? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I would say I no. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing I'm, no. I don't, I'm I don't guessing think he no. does. As soon as they put a copy machine on every printer that you could buy. Yeah, you know, probably COVID probably didn't help him out a whole lot. No. I mean, this print's doing good, but... Yeah, well... So anyway, but this is where we learn about Rana being tortured, basically. They had, like, the snake venom dripping over oh, him. That was and, fun. Yeah, but there's no bones to Rana. Mm-hmm. So Rana escapes... Mm-hmm. which is in the song it's in the thing so i have no idea where rada is he's obviously out and about you know and just being a rat yeah it's just it's just like one rat out of a thousand he's like that retirement's great <laughs> <laughs> what we learned from here is that you know things are definitely in motion and this is where the raven feeders end up eventually coming in aka merc and mm-hmm. we have our big battle between her and orca that was that was tough. I mean, it was really tough. The whole time, like Orca has a dagger, and Merc's like, "Where'd you get that dagger from?" And she's like, "I don't know. You tell me." They end up fighting, and it looks a little grim for Orca. And she like she does some damage initially, but then the old the old Bloodsworn end up helping her out, and mm-hmm. and even Vesely and Spurt end up getting in the action. Hell yeah, Vesely with his little spear. Yeah, which I wish. Look, I hope this gets animated or something like this. Please, would be great. Yeah, please, please, like put it Amazon, pick it up. I know you. Ain't yeah, come on, but you, pick it you up. guys. Listen, all you streaming services, you know you're all fucking struggling. But yeah, that fight scene was incredible. I know. I was a huge fan. 
Because we're talking, think, like, how many people did Orca kill before she even got to to Merc? Uh, I don't know. I pulled up the chapter. So, who are you, the dark-haired woman leading these warriors? Called out, striding towards them. She had left her shield strapped to her horse, but her hands hovered close to her weapons belt. And meanwhile, the whole time, like she's not actually listening to Merc. She's telling the beast inside her blood soon. And right. Leif there, it's like, what's the plan? And Orca's like, to kill them all except no. one. <laughs> And he goes, I should have done. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Orca's like smart. She's obviously been a leader. She's like, did you kill my father? And she immediately is like the old man. So she's Dragonborn. And, you know, mm-hmm. and to me, it wasn't like Orca was like putting that information. Just like, oh, she's Dragonborn. She's like, oh, she's Dragonborn. I know I'm going to have to fight a tainted. Right. And then she was like, who did? <laughs> she was like, someone better than him. <laughs> <laughs> that was such. I love that's a great comeback. Yeah, meanwhile, like, one of her grunts is like, you don't speak to Merc Sharpclaw like that. Like, that's the worst name in this book. Yeah, like, shut up. Yeah, like, shut up. Merc Sharpclaw, like, no. <laughs> I call her, like, Black Blood or something like that. I don't know, because <laughs> I mean, she's first all black. I don't know. Makes it bleed. Okay, so maybe it wasn't that great of an idea. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Orca's like, where's my son? Mm-hmm. She's like, are you moon-touched, old woman? What business is your son to me? Meanwhile, they have thousands of children kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe you would be thinking, I don't know, that uh, this task is a little bit connected to why a woman is looking for her son. Oh, smooth. She's like, I'll not ask you again what happened here. And Orca just responds with Drecker. And she's like, how do you know Drecker? And she learned enough from Merck's answers from the shift in her voice. She knew Drecker and well. And then she just take them, Orca heard Merck command, and I shall beat some answers on them. And Orca just says, now. Nah. And she looks up. And I was just like, I like this this fight scene because mm-hmm. it, it reminded me a lot of, dare I say it, like Jan or Crombie a little bit, where it's like flat face was coming at her, smiling, a few others behind him. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know. It was very much like a really well thought out fight. And at a moment, I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to lose. And then Leif ends up holding his own, really. He stabs yeah. a spear at a woman. And the woman's, like, chopping chunks out of his shield. And he's, she gets kind of, like, worried for him. So she says, help him to Vesley. And then <laughs> fucking <laughs> Vesley goes off. Vesley's a cool. Is Vesley? Well, I don't know if the Vesen have genders. But, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and call her a queen. Vesley's a she queen. queen. Yeah, Vesley Queen. I mean, she's like the ultimate companion. She can heal you. She can kill enemies. And all she requires is their teeth. Yeah. And she's got a it's little a, back of women. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, or Merck's like, are my father's teeth in that bag? And Vesley's like, <laughs> can't lie. They are. <laughs> like, yep. Yeah, they are. And a lot more. I can't even tell you what his teeth are. The whole fight, you know, it, it's going well, and then it ends up Merck slowly starting to like win. You know, she has the numbers, and then um, the blood support, like we said, come out of nowhere. And Edel and the Hounds, it's just really cool. And at the end of it, she's like, Edel's like, I'll leave you alone for a few minutes. And her hounds stood either side of her, red mauled and panting. Leaf was pale and wide eyed, staring around the clearing. His hands were trembling, his new shield was battered. Blood on his spear blade. Vesley slipped beside him, splitting her face as she looked around at the dead. What are you so happy about, Edel snapped. Teeth. All the teeth. Duh. 
Duh. Can we talk about the hounds? Like how fucking strong they're like when they show oh, it up. It reminded me of that Orca, John Wick scene. Yeah. Like Orca yeah. is, you know, being like choked out by um, a bear, a bursakir, and she yeah, can't escape like, it. Not, and, not dying. Right. And then the hound just comes up and picks him up and throws him off. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Which I really had heavy respect. They were fucking shit up. I was like, God, dogs are cool. Can you imagine the blood sworn in like a different universe? It wouldn't go I mean, well. Yeah. No. No, it would be like a lot of fighting. Kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aragon would have been solved in the first book. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever would have, whoever would have had the blood sworn on their side, it would have been done. Wins. Yeah. Lord of the Rings with dragons would have been over with. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a disclaimer. Lord of the Rings does have dragons, but anyway, you get the. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, you get the joke. There is some ties. Uh, so chapter 21, it really goes downhill for Guthfarb. This is when he makes it back to uh, Queen Elka's city. And he has his dream. He's like declared a Jarl and he marries Queen Elka's daughter. And she like likes him. And he opens his eyes, coming awake with a jolt, and realizes that he could not see. And his first thought is, I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wakes up next to a woman. And his face had been squashed into her hair. A tangle of red hair and soft, pale flesh. This is where Guthfar's like frowned. <laughs> Fractured memories. And so Guthfar got so drunk at the last night that he doesn't even know where he's at. Doesn't and know where he's, he's like, at. Doesn't know who he's with. Yeah. Skog's drank or Yursa is like, Queen Helka wants to see you. She frowns, a creep creeping on her face as she looked him up and down, disgust on her mouth. And he Guthfar's like, when? <laughs> And his thoughts are like, I'm never drinking meat again. She's mm-hmm. like, now, get dressed. It's like, I can't go now, you moron. I need more than a few moments to dress and prepare for a queen. And so it's like those moments where, you know, it's funny. It's yeah. obnoxious, but it's funny. It is It is very obnoxious, but yeah, all of his internal thoughts are, are pretty funny. Meanwhile, and this is so funny to me, because he tells the, the, quote, red-haired whore, the queen <laughs> wants to see me. And you know he was telling her that so he would feel important. Like, so he the, like, you have right. no doubt in your mind that that's why he said that. Yep. Yeah. Glaring at her as if it were her fault that he had drunk enough ale to sink a drinker last night. Like <laughs> a car. Help me dress. Honestly, he's just a dick. He's but a we like to learn more about Queen Helka. And like we said, we get to learn more about Skalk. And this is where Skalk's like, yeah, I definitely need your help. And this is where, like I said, goes all downhill for our boy Guthfarb. So anyway, the meeting with the queen, with Queen Helka mm-hmm. and Skull, mm-hmm. they talk about Orca, and <laughs> it, it's funny because he's basically covering for Skulk. Yep. So tell me of this Orca, Skulk asked him as Queen Helka took a sip from her ale horn, and he thought immediately thought, tell you that moon-touched, axe-wielding lunatic. He sucked <laughs> in a deep breath. Good. This will give me a chance to rehearse what I must say to my aunt. Which is like, your aunt ain't that important. Right. In the, in the grand scheme of things, we're, we're so far past your aunt right now. I know. So he's like, there's not much to tell. Orca lived in the hills close to the village with her husband, Thorko, and their son, Brekka. And then this is basically where, like, you really didn't do anything to find the killers or, like, find the people who are going after the kids. Right. He chose to leave out any telling of the all thing or the at the oath rock, the hall manga. <laughs> not my finest moments, he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I was first in the room, he continued, and saw Yara Seagram's lover dead, and the Yara fallen, and your Ushefnar Vafri with a hole in her belly. 
Shout out to her in the first episode. Yep. So around the shadows, a series of growls rippled. Queen Helka's Ufefna are pacing restless. That was a sore loss, Helka said. It was dear to me and and a pack to my Ufefna. So they go as far as like Vefri was dot 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 fierce. <laughs> <laughs> and yet this Oka Orca slew Vafri, Squawk said. Did you not think then that Orca was Ufefner? No, Gufar said. I just thought she crept into dark rooms like a nithing and stabbed people while they slept. Why did she do that? Queen Oka asked. Creepeterian's chambers. Gufar, I uh, don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then they find out that like her son's been kidnapped, and that's why she's doing this. And so... Helka's like, there's something you do for me, though that is closer to home. Anything, my queen. Anything does not involve me risking my life. And Skok says, follow me. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. So we're around chapter 22 at this point. So Orca, you know, she ends up beating the shit out of Merc when she yeah. interrogates her. And mm-hmm. they end up having to stop her from, like, <laughs> fucking her Killing up. Her. Meanwhile, the whole time Merc saying shit like, you will not be laughing when Link Rifa is picking your bones from her teeth. Yeah, um, whatever, and meanwhile, bitch. yeah, and then obviously they haven't seen Nikrifa, but they now they've had the dream. So I think they all take this as like very credible. Right. The other thing is, Merck's like, what are the Bloodborne doing here with this like woman? And uh, she's like, we're going to kill you all. And Edel is like, I think your lot just tried. <laughs> <laughs> you guys tried. You had your chance. Yeah. And she's like, if you hadn't noticed, it didn't end well for them. Uh, how Jeff Flat knows at it. Which I love. I love the three that are following Edel. Like those guys, yep. they're they're cool. I like mm-hmm. them. And Merc's like, fight me. I challenge you to a whole longer. And the blood swarm laugh. And Orga's like, I just did. And you're the one on your back. Trust like a hog for the skewer. Not me. She's like, you have help. Eyes fixing on our boy, Spurt. Who looked back at her and raised his stick, twitching it. Vasen smiled. It was not a pleasant sight. Yeah, like talk shit, bitch. Yeah, and that's when she says, "With Rifa's picking your bones, you won't be laughing." Orca's talking to Edel, and she's like, "You know, the Sea Wolf crew is light. You'll need every man that you can get." And Edel's like, "We can manage. Three less will make a little difference." I know I rose for three anyway. But so it's Orca, Lyft, and then the three who end up leaving the Bloodsworn follow her, which I thought was pretty cool. Like the the OG chief, yeah, it was Gunner Proud, Ravina Hairlegs, and Flatnose. And Ravina's like, it's like, you're the skull splitter, a walking saga tale back from the dead. Then we end up going, basically, the Bloodsworn have Queen Helka's and the Galderman's village around. There's been a lot going on with Guthfar at this point. Guthfar has been pretty much trapped to a table <laughs> in, <laughs> in immense pain. And he's had the Hyundai, or whatever the beast fucking called, yeah, burrow into him. And so leading up to this scene, you know, Gufar thinks he's going to be doing something really important. And Skull's like showing him everything. He's like, look at all the stuff we have. We got these Vasen over here. Yeah, that that really is like the best part. Is like he's like, yes, I made it. I'm so important. I'm I'm doing all these these fancy things. I'm yeah, in. And- I'm with Skok. My ass kissing work. I'm ready to go. 
and then get strapped to a table. <laughs> strapped to a fucking table. And, and meanwhile, the uh, Skulk's assistant's just like snickering to herself in the corner, like this fucking dude. Yep. Yeah. Which makes me wonder, like, does Skulk do this to everybody? Like, <laughs> is, this, is this a routine thing? Is this, a, is this why you got the nest? I did think learning more about the Galderman, it was short-lived, obviously, but like we learned that they, they've been doing research, you know, they're trying to tame the Vasen, which meanwhile, like all you apparently need is just a blood oath and you just yeah. got to be able to like talk to him, mm-hmm. which he obviously has one with the bees. So <laughs> the bees, the bees, while this is happening, we think the Bloodsworn are about ready to attack you know, attack Queen Helka's and the Galdermen to get Volback, which mm-hmm. is the case. However, they're waiting on a signal. And out of nowhere, a big explosion happens. And they're like, that's the signal, dog. We're good. Right. We're, we fight and we end this. Yeah, we end this bitch. Which turns out to be actually Prince Yormir of Iskadan. He's got a bunch of tainted, dude. Uh, a lot. Yeah, a lot. And uh but we gotta really just do a shout out to our boys. Terrace the bull. Yeah, like what was that? I didn't even know there was a bull. I didn't know there yeah. was a bull god. They have slaves over there too. I'm interested in that that chapter. So we learned that like he was after the chest that Skulk has been guarding like with his life the whole time. And I guess the other thing that we kind of you know talked over is that Bone then Varg killed Ilska's dad with. They end up putting that back in the skeleton of mm, the eagle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But fast forward. So we have our boy Goodfar on the table. <laughs> Prince Yormir has absolutely decimated the Galderman fortress. Yeah. And the Sether Witch has opened a giant fissure in the mm-hmm. earth. And Guthfar is just hanging on to his table as half of it is in the fissure and half of it's not. And our boy Skalk and what's her face? Yursa end up falling into the fissure. How did they live? I have no idea. I don't know. I have like what meanwhile, like all the Vasin that they've had kept are like running rampant. The bees are everywhere, like burrowing into all the dead bodies. There's that one thing that cusses at people. It's just like cussing at people. <laughs> what? It, that's like that reminded me of like something that like Moog would have had. Oh in, yeah, one hundred percent in his place. This was like Moog if he wasn't good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, that's all happening, and you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Goodfar ends up somehow like the the leather straps are weak. You know, cliche. Conveniently. Uh, yeah, conveniently. And he ends up getting out of it before the table falls into the fissure. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I gotta run because he's just a puss. Yeah. <laughs> so he runs into the courtyard, and this is where he meets the Bloodsworn, who were like, that explosion was obviously the sign. This is where he kills the blacksmith, and this is where Varg ends up being like, we gotta kill that dude. Yep. Yeah. And it, it is Yokel. Yokel. Confirmed. Correct. In the beginning. So this happens. Varg's like, I'm going to hunt him down. So they they hunt him down. And Varg's like, I don't know if I can keep my promise with Leaf eventually. Just because 
uh, his promise just to go over it was not to kill Guthvar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, actually, hold on. Chapter 25 wrote, so Prince of Persia just joined. He <laughs> sadly <laughs> showed up. Uh, the Bloodsworn are definitely confused. However, they end up capturing Prince Hakan naked because he was busy having sex with some chick. So I guess uh, let me, I, I know I said only Elvar was getting it or Bjor was getting it. Apparently, for attack on getting it, yeah. But like, why? Uh, I'm confused as to why. Like, the secret entrance ends in his bedroom. <laughs> well, that's because I think he's obviously. I know he seems like such an idiot. Like he seems like he's not doing anything, but he mm-hmm. he has he's play, paying Drecker, and he's like feeding the bloodsworn, not the bloodsworn, the raven feeders money, right? For all the kids, right? Hmm. So he's obviously more involved right. than we're being led to believe. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was just this plot device to get Drecker somehow involved. I think he's trying to revolt, but like we have absolutely no information telling us this what's happening. Right. That all happens. Guthfar runs <laughs> um, to be with Queen Helka and all your girls. It's just like we're being fucking attacked. Uh, and then the Bloodsworn end up bouncing through the doors with uh, Prince Akan. And this is where Varg becomes not Varg no sense, but Varg no ear. What a, what a, what a name. What a new name. I know. I was like, dude. What an I, I'm hoping Roka or Rokia is like, I like that. Can we just take a quick say? Like, let's just. What's the name? What's the leader well, of the Bloodsworn? Gornir. Can we just talk about that scene, right? He he walks into this throne room, immediately gets rushed by a Berserker, just like one shots it, just kills one, it. Yeah, one shots him, and then it is just shit. like it is just like spattered in blood, and he's like, "Where's Skulk?" Yeah, <laughs> I, he was badass. I we really underplayed that. And mm-hmm. then meanwhile, Queen Hulk is like, "What the fuck is going on?" And Skulk is obviously at this point, we're like, "Oh, he's dead." Mm-hmm. And then he like pops out of the woodwork. And yeah, like, that was. I know you you already kind of complained about it, but it's kind of like ah, really like that is kind of like that is the one of this first thirty chapters. I think that is the one negative of like, okay, yeah, he licked onto the chasm and he lived somehow, and then he just walk, what he did walked. He did climb out. Was he right? He walked, climb out, like, and then he walked all the way back to the throne. <laughs> yeah, like what is he doing for fun? Not rock climbing. Right. He's like he's torturing <laughs> people. Uh, right. Yeah. No, I was mad about that. Like, I thought he was out, for sure. Like he was. I dead. thought he was out, too. Yep. Yeah, like, I wasn't going to be seeing Skulk no more. And I was happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Meanwhile, he just warms his way back up. He's just he probably, crawling. He, he, he wrote a bee. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, he called <laughs> yeah. all the bees back to him. Yeah, and he wrote him up. He walked on the bees like Jesus walked on the water. <laughs> so, so this is where, like, Guthvar and Varg end up, like, absolutely hating each other. They're yep. like talking shit. He's like, I'm gonna kill that one. And Gordy's like, No, we need we need my wife first. And really? Like, all right, I respect you, bro. I'll wait. And, um, my my favorite part of that whole like shit talking event was Guthar's like, be careful, nithing, like I'll challenge you to a home ganger and hard, <laughs> like no hesitations, like do it, please. Do it, <laughs> please. Please do it. And and you know, like the wolf is going rampant right now mm-hmm. in, in his blood. And mm-hmm. It ends up escalating. And I guess we, we kind of stepped over it. Like, right before this whole battle happens, Varg finds the slave guy 
who sold his sister. That was after the battle. Was it after the battle? Yeah, because they were like packing up. Because right, Halka. Oh, which we need to talk about that point too. Oh Again, yeah, no, I don't, totally I don't after. Yeah, like her as a person, but like, can we like talk about how good of a leader, how smart Helka is? Right, like she's oh, got she's like, conniving. She's she's her a deep city finger. was just attacked. She's got all these badasses just standing in the thing. She's like, hey, listen, how about I don't kill this guy for me, and I'll pay you. And then, yeah, and she's like, how many chests of silver do you want? And you're like, I don't think we want to kill her. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is guaranteed money. We're not talking about like we got to find it. This is guaranteed. Yep, guarantee. So like the battle grim, you know, they've just been traveling. Shit's been going all right, and meanwhile, the whole time Hold's been talking shit. So they finally decide to have a whole manga, and Hold's like, you know, what what is it going to be? And they're both like to the death. Which mm-hmm. immediately I was like, that's probably not a great call. Yep, and I like how um, Sig that was like, that's stupid, but all right. Uh- and this is where, like, my my brain was like, "Holy shit!" Because we find out she's been faking the shoulder injury since like day two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where she becomes Elvar Firefist, the leader of the Battleground. And it was yeah, sweet. Gets, it gets was herself sweet. a nice new coat. Yeah, it was fucking sweet. And mm-hmm. I think she's gonna be a really good leader for the Battleground. Yeah, I think she is too. Because obviously, like, she was smart enough to, like you said, plan this like days in ahead. Like, she's been faking this thing for a long time. Yeah, and she's like been playing with us with doubts, and it's like, all right, you're, you're breaking the fourth wall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like you, you even had us fooled. And then we go into Varg. They've obviously been paid, like we've discussed, and they find the slaver. Yeah. He loses his fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And he lets out the wolf, and he ends up biting the dude's like face off. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't realize it. But then Svick and Rokia just start stabbing literally everybody in the bar that they're at. And he's like, why was he doing that? And they're like, you, you let him see the wolf. We got to kill him now. Yep. And then he, he immediately realizes just like the lengths that they will go for him. And I think this is where he's like, ah, shit, I really got to get this thing in check. Right. And I like how they, like, they just did it, right? Like, they just, like, they didn't make a big deal out of it. They just, like, killed him. And Varg was like, hey, would you do that for it? And they're like, yeah, you know, this is what happens when you let the wolf out. And, yeah. like, I feel like that helped Varg understand things more than, like, them just, like, yelling at him. And he's like, oh, yeah, if I don't, you know, keep this under control, like, we're going to have to kill everybody. Kill people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the innocent people. Mm-hmm. And I think it really puts into perspective just sort of like his relationship with Stick and Rokia. Like, they're definitely there for him. I had some doubts about Stick. Like, I thought he was acting pretty shady in the beginning of this book. Uh, I don't know if you felt that way. You thought he was acting shady? Yeah. Like, he always seemed to be like coming from like a, a weird position. But at the end of it, at the end of this half, anyway, I was like, oh, it was nothing. It was just Svick being Svick. We're just learning who Svick is. But right. for a while there, I was like super suspicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my last note was totally Rokia and Varg will be a thing. They're, they're 100% going to be saying, and, yeah. and, and she's going to die. She's going to like the missing there. You know, she seems like she's going to like it. She's going to like it. It's because she's, she's all speed, no brakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she. She's she's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So I have two, I guess, general questions okay. about where we think this is going. Mm-hmm. So we've seen how Shadow of the Gods played out. It was 
pretty straightforward in a way, even though we thought it was going to be more deception, which mm-hmm. I think that's just us having read a bunch of more darker fantasy. <laughs> so I think that for the book itself, it was, it was amazing. Uh, this one I think is going to escalate. And I think we're definitely going to get to either Iskadan being Vigrif or Vigrif being an Iskadan. As far mm-hmm. as like fighting going, do we think we're gonna get to it in this book, or is that gonna be the third book? I, I think the Bloodsworn will fight Prince Hawkeye in this book. Yeah, I yeah. Well, oh shit, we didn't even talk about this hawk. Don't you? <laughs> it's just fucking gouges out. Skull, he's skull eye. Yeah, he's missing an eye right now. That's our bad. That's was you know how much I like I like the birds of prey. You, you do. Um, yep. Yeah, no, that was so sick. Meanwhile, he's like talking to it the whole time, like being like, ah, it's gonna be great. We're gonna so yeah, so we need to talk about it. He betrayed Skulk because he was obviously in leagues with Skulk, and then he's like, Ah, my pretty bird, you did a good job. (laughs) So yeah, so that fucking happened. Mm -hmm. Uh so we didn't even mention that. That's on me. I know we're meeting that we're gonna be meeting in that one city in Vigrith. I don't know if it's going to leave the continent in this book or if it's going to be next book, but I definitely think we're leaving. My general thought is that we're probably going to kill the prince because, like, obviously, Bloodsworn got bad blood with him. Right. And then I think the emperor is going to be like, all right, we got to go kill him. And then Istadan's going to be coming over from the seas and fucking up shit in Vigrith. Okay. Then that's what I think is going to happen. And so I think Glormir might be the one to kill him. Mm-hmm. So it's going to get interesting. Uh, my second question is: Is Orca still your favorite? No, oh, God, yeah. Oh yeah, I knew that answer. But yeah, I just yeah, said yeah. That. we we had to give the people what they want. Like she's she's already more badass than she was in the first book. Oh, in the first thirty I didn't think she could take it up a level, but she did. Yeah, she's already like doubled her murder numbers from I know the first book. I love that was another funny thing listening back in the episodes. I was like, yeah, she's gonna kill like 29 people tough. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> uh, she, she exceeded those numbers. Yeah. The Heisman of of uh killing people in battle. Oh, oh my god. You know what we didn't talk about? It was um Bjorn chapter when you know he's just like walking at night and the hunter thrall, whatever his name is, like comes, he's like, Hey man, like I got my first mission. Bjorn's like, Oh, that's so cool. What were you doing? He's like tracking a one runaway and it and it was Orca's son. Yeah. And I think it was just so interesting. Like obviously things have changed and we haven't, you know, heard from him outside of the scene in a long time. But you know, he went from being like I would borderline call him like a pacifist, you know, before he was abducted. Yeah, captured. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now he's like he's like fighting this dude. I oh, know he's definitely taking after his parents, mm-hmm. and I think it's gonna get pretty pretty spicy. Oh uh, yeah, because I mean, so he's half bear, half wolf, half wolf, right? Yeah, and it sounds like they were both like pretty high on the painted levels. Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna be great. Yep. Yeah. No, we definitely didn't even talk about that, but I do think like Bjorn definitely had potential to be like leading these kids out of this but i guess we didn't talk about it but lake reefa's got them in like a spell so they're all like glossy eyed and like you know done right Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah so i mean is there any thoughts that you want to leave off on my my question for you in general we have a pretty decent idea of everybody's story arc right obviously orca is going to keep trying to find her son elvar is going to try to find that other kid and the bloodborne are going after wifey yeah what is 
We're all going after somebody. Right. What but what is DiGiorno's story arc? What is what's he gonna do? Okay. Do you you think he is just gonna is he just gonna keep being like an inside view of what's going on? I think that's the only reason why he's here. You think Uh, you don't think he's gonna have a plot point? I'm sad about it, but I think he's gonna like give himself up to like say Melvar and he's gonna like die. Like Lickriff is gonna snack on him. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think Elvar is gonna forgive him. Because like Agnar was like, regardless of how shitty Agnar was as like an actual person, right? He He was was her her real dad, right? And yours gonna have to die one way or the other. Yep. Hey, Um, I mean, he's just—he better be thankful. I mean, he got Elvar, he got Merc. Like, he's doing pretty good for himself. He's cleaning up, baby. Yeah. No. So I think he's really there for like viewpoint. However, I, I do I can see him totally like dying for Elvar. This is my hot take with him is you kind of I didn't even think about it until you kind of you just kind of teased it. He obviously, you know, he kind of has some issues with how they're treating the kids. Yeah. You know, how, how they're preaching like, oh, we want all tainted to be free, but we have all yeah. these kids under a spell and collars. Yeah. So, yeah, my hot take is, yeah, what if what if he does like lead some kids away? I think that's what could happen. I'd be much happier if he makes it to book three. Let me just say that. I like Bior. I think he's pretty complicated. He's a very complicated character. He is showing a lot more like mental emotion Mm -hmm. versus some of the other characters sort of being like more simple. Like it's either us or them. So he definitely sees the whole problem. So I'd like to keep that going. Mm -hmm. Do I think that that could get in the way of a bunch of people's thought process? Yes. Yes, yes, I do. So yeah. obviously, we got this giant ass wolf on the cover. How big of a role do we think Ufrier is going to be playing? In this, I don't know. In that's tricky. Book, in, in the, the back half, I don't think. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to keep getting stronger, but I don't think. I really don't think we're going to see a major conflict between the gods, between the dragon so. and the wolf in this book. I don't think so. And, and then this is I, a perfect segue. Oh, who do you think is going to be the cover of the third book? Oh, plot twist, Rada, Rada the Rat. I was going to say that's the fucking rat. Cover. W- yep. It's it's going to be like the Departed. There's going to be rats everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got to be Rada, right? Yep, I think it's Rada. It's, it's either it's like eighty percent Rada, twenty percent a fucking eagle. Yep. And yep. the Eagles, because Orbit was like, yo, a rat's not going to sell. <laughs> right. But, you know, by, by book number three, you don't really have to worry about the cover yeah, selling you're, you're, it, you're, right? Yeah, you're you're, you're I, invested. Yeah. You're not going to be like, oh, wow, there was a rat on that third book. I'm not reading that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but but anyway, you were saying about the wolf and its role. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I honestly, I don't think either the gods, I don't think the dragon or the wolf are going to have a significant impact until like the very end. Like I think the cliffhanger at the end of this book will be them is the gods getting close to each other. Yeah. That, that, that makes like the most sense. Like, yeah. cause their impact has just been after the fact, like they do something and then the world changes. So, right. Yeah. I totally, I totally see that. I can't wait to read more of these chapters, man. I know I, it, I'm pumped. It was it was hard for us to record this one. I ended up getting sick like three times. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 
I think the only other question I got for you is, do we think a character will die? And, like one of the main characters? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of the main characters. Uh, do you think they're going to make it to round three? Of all, like, the main, like, POV characters? Um, yeah. Yes. I think I, uh, the, the the person most likely to die in this book is uh, Bjorn. Yeah, I think it's Bjorn. And we're going to... I hope he makes it to book three, Doug. I, I want him to make. I want Goosefar to die, but we both know he's not going to fucking die. No, he's making it to book five. He, he's making, yeah, yeah. I know this is a trilogy. He's making. He's getting his own novel about like why I fucking hate Goosefar. Right, exactly. Um, Very well written. This is an incredible book. Yeah, if you haven't decided to pick this series up, I don't know what you're doing. Pick it up. Yeah, seriously. Even the audiobook is fucking good. Mm-hmm. Colin Mace has been doing an absolute. Great job. Amazing job. Yeah. So, kudos to that, Doug. I do think your take about Elvar end up getting a uh, an army, I think that's going to be... I don't know why I haven't been able to put that together, but I think that's that's probably like the most accurate prediction we're going we're gonna to have. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It will be. Well, Doug, you want to say it, or do you want me to say it? You say it. You do it. Do it, do it, do it. Do it. Keep on reading. Keep on reading, baby. Next time, to the bookleggers as we take on the hunger of the gods, the back half, aka Spurt's backside. Spurt, baby. Are we are we, spot, are, are we sponsored, Dale? <laughs> we 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 have one Uno Max Uno sponsor. <laughs> does does it just show up on your screen as MDRWR? <laughs> yeah. Or my dad was robbed by eight year olds. Oh, was he? Yes, they they came to our door this morning hawking donuts, and they're you gave them ten bucks, and they're like, "All right, we'll be right back." And and they never came back. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> Your dad is around my ten year old, eight year old. Yep. That is that crazy. Even a little salty about it. He's probably like, I should have gotten into this game a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Makes real money out here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>